Kane is in the building. Come to the right place. Welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I'm Mitch Kaminsky. And I'm Marshall McAluso, and here we'll give you this week's rundown of the top leagues, who's hot, who's not, and our hot topics of the week. Let's get right into it. This NFL season has been like watching two people play Madden football with real people. This season is on track to be the first 1,400 touchdown season in league history. Only three seasons have featured 1,300 touchdowns. A couple stats to start off. The NFL League games, and this is through five weeks, were averaging 725 total yards, which is a record pace. Only twice in league history has the total been north of 700 for an entire season. Teams are averaging 5.6 yards per play. The total has never been higher than 5.5, and it's way up from about 5.3 average from last season. And through the first five weeks, we've had the most touchdowns in NFL history. They had the most touchdowns in NFL history with 424. And I cannot stand this. Last year's Super Bowl, for example, was a horribly played game. Wildly entertaining, yes. But the fact that defensive players can get a championship rank from either side after that performance is embarrassing. There was one punt the whole game. The people on the Eagles' defense can now walk up to Jack Lambert who is a legend, be like, oh yeah, man, I got a Super Bowl ring too. I was on a Super Bowl defense. I mean, come on, man. When I think, uh, I think what happened is when the NFL reached maximum, uh, the maximum amount of actual sports fans they could, they tried to branch out to the casual fans and all these booger eaters that like video games and Madden and all that crap because they're greedy. And so now it's like borderline illegal to breathe on a receiver past five yards. Dan Marino or John Elway would probably throw for 6,500 yards in today's NFL. I hate it when these goober broadcasters are watching these guys put up these video game numbers. They're like, I have never seen anything like this. I hope you realize what you just saw. Where are the Ronnie Lots today? What made the NFL great was getting to watch menacing defenses such as the Big Blue Wrecking Crew, the Monsters of the Midway, the Purple People Eaters, Orange Crush, the Steel Curtain. These great nickname defenses. Not this glorified version of flag football. But this week in the NFL, finally, for the first time all year, gave me hope. In a primetime showdown on Sunday night with one of the best offenses versus the best defense, a smash-mouth Bears defense made the Rams look cold, uncomfortable, and pathetic, winning 15-6. Uncoincidentally, the Bears got their 25th interception of the game, which is more they've had the past three seasons combined, and also the same number of picks on a side note, that the line of garbage QBs that were under center probably had each year for them with Jay Cutler and Mac Barley. Now, you, Brian Hoyer, you're still cool, but you threw a lot of picks too. But that's not the point. <laughs> with this great defense, the Bears are now primed to make the playoffs, and it isn't because their new, new offense is uh, very flashy, because newsflash, their new QB is not that great either. It's because of this great defense that has emerged. The Ravens, going in one of the toughest places to play, Arrowhead Stadium this week, were able to go toe-to-toe, which what I think is the best team in the NFL, Kansas City Chiefs. And they were very handicapped with the quarterback who can barely throw downfield, Lamar Jackson. And they took him toe-to-toe and went to overtime and had to get bailed out at the end. There was another story, but yeah, yeah we'll, talk. we'll talk about that later. Still went toe-to-toe in a game. I really think they had no business winning. Yeah. Their number one defense in the NFL kept them in that game. Um, and then if you think the Saints are the best team in the NFL, well, 
the great Cowboys defense, they held them to 10 points a couple weeks ago in that Thursday night game, yep. and they won the game 13-10. It wasn't because of the great offense either with Dak, because like I said, they scored 13 points. Great defense. The Colts beat the Red Hot Texans this week, and they snapped their nine-game winning streak, which crushed the hopes of my fantasy team with it because I had Sean Watson. But <laughs> since week seven, they have had the best defense statistically in the NFL, and they are 6-1 in that stretch. Their only loss was a 6-0 shutout to the Jags because of <clears throat> defense. <laughs> and finally, on Monday night, the Seahawks dominated the Vikings. They were stuffing them on fourth downs, making goal line stands, blocking field goals with uh, the only remaining player of the Legion of Boom, uh, their linebacker. Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Thank you. I got you. So, even in last year's Super Bowl, what decided the game? And it was a horribly played defensive game. A strip sack by Brandon Graham on Tom Brady. Or on the Monday night Pac-12 special between the Chiefs and Rams, an interception by LaMarcus Joyner sealed the game. Now, it was very limited defense in both of those games, and they were horribly played. But defense still won the game. I love defense. <laughs> defense. And call me an old man all you want for liking man, defense. That's fine. I'll roll with great defense, because at the end of the day, defense wins championships. Now, folks, if you're listening to us, and if you've ever debated on calling Mitch an old man or not, you finally have the nail in the coffin in order to do so. But defense, gotta love it. Uh, we're going to run down the... Uh, Weekly in the NFL, NBA, and whatnot. Uh, we're talking about defense. Jags didn't have a lot of defense uh, with uh, losing to the Titans 9-30. to Derrick Henry had 238 yards and about 400 broken tackles with four touchdowns. And uh, as a, and, and you, you know what? To your point, to your point, he had that like 99-yard rushing touchdown, which I saw on Twitter. They were, they were, they were saying it was one of the greatest runs in NFL history. No, it wasn't. No. No. The, the, the amount of arm tackling... And the amount of just, just, this, I don't even know what to call it. Because he's running on the sideline, you push him out of bounds. Like, literally, you don't even have to tackle him at this point. Just get a two-handed shove on his torso. But they couldn't even do that. They're soft. If he had to face the steel curtain, he would have gotten his clock cleaned by yeah. Jack Lambert before yeah. he could have gone 99 yeah. yards. Because they knew how to tackle. Or Ronnie Lott was like, that guy lost a finger because of how hard he played. But yeah. half a pinky. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, for those high school football players, Michael Rooney, you love this one. You got to have the hawk roll tackle. That's good tackling. Yeah, good Jack, tackling fundamentals. Good tackling. Good tackling. And they, didn't, they didn't have that, and the Titans uh, literally ran all over them. The Ravens. Uh, Wait, side note from that one. Len Fournette, interesting thing. He wasn't too happy walking out the field. One fan was heckling him, and he said, quote, I could kick your ass. Yeah. Which... He probably could. Probably could. That's you know what? That's another thing. All these fans that are heckling players. I mean, it's ridiculous because if you saw the same guy in the parking lot, you'd probably be like, "Oh, can you sign my stamp collection?" Yeah. Like, just shut up. Yeah. And it's like talking to Russell Westbrook. That one fan did. Where like Russell Westbrook had like that post game yeah. thing where like people were talking so much trash. Well, Russell Westbrook could whoop your butt. Like, I don't care who you are. Malice of the Palace. A perfect example of this. These fans are like, oh, yeah, come up here. See what you do. Well, they came up, and look what happened. Yeah. Or yeah. the Bruins in the 70s when the uh, guy <laughs> yeah. was beating him with his own shoe. Quit <laughs> talking shit to players. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Ravens, uh, like you were saying before, lost to the uh, Chiefs 24-27 in overtime. Lamar Jackson, 147 yards, two touchdowns to Mahomes, 377 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. And uh, well, it was actually a very good game. That, uh, is what a, yeah. Yeah. that is what a great football game is yeah, supposed to look a, like That was right a really there. entertaining game. Uh, in which uh, the Ravens uh, 
they uh they show that they you know they can do it I, I love what they're doing by the way i think they're a very interesting team with the amount of times they run i mean you look at a drive with zero passes from the ravens it's like oh yeah it's just like another another one of those uh so super interesting it'll be interesting i want to see how their philosophy works out in the playoffs i'm I think it will transfer well because good defenses always travel, and their defense kept them in it. And I also mm-hmm. think that like it wouldn't be necessarily a bad idea to keep Lamar Jackson in there when Joe, Joe oh, Flacco's injured, but they're playing very well. And despite the fact he can't really throw, he's pretty shifty back there, and everyone seems more energized yeah. with him in the game. Now, eventually, I think defenses are going to figure him out because they don't have a whole lot of tape on him. That always happens with running quarterbacks. Yeah. Like Tim Tebow is the sort of thing. Like He came back down to earth after that one crazy season because once these teams start getting tape on him and get a decent game plan yeah. set, he'll come back down to earth. But I like what he's doing, and I think you keep yeah. him in there for the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with the read option because if you mess up the read option, it's bad. Like, you, you get the QB running for, yeah. like, a uh, huge stretch of field. But, it, like, after a while, like, if you game plan for it, 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 it becomes pretty ineffect- ineffective. Uh, Colts beat the Texans 24-21. Andrew Luck had one yard shy of 400 yards, and he also had two touchdowns of a pick. Deshaun Watson had 267 yards in interception. Uh, this this brought the Texans back down to earth, but I think, you know, they're going to the playoffs. I think it's actually it's actually positive, you know, uh, that they, they got to – they gotta kind of have a, like a glance at the mirror, see what they're doing. But I think they'll be fine. Move that was forward. a great win though for the Colts on the road, and they really needed that, especially yeah. after the loss last week to the Jaguars. But um, that keeps them in the thick of the playoff race. And what Andrew Luck is doing right now is ridiculous. I, yeah. I think he's got to be right up there in the MVP conversation. And I said this before. He's working with like not a whole lot of pieces. Like Eric yeah. Ebron was a bust in Detroit, and now he's having a he's a touchdown machine with them. Andrew Luck and Frank Reich have done a tremendous job there. Yeah. That defense, like I said. They're playing pretty good. Yeah. So I think they could sneak yeah. into that last wild card seed there. Good win for them. Uh, we had a miracle in Miami as Patriots lost to Dolphins 33-34 on Kenyon Drake's 69-yard touchdown uh, pass. Tom Brady had 353 yards, three touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill, no slouch, 265 yards, three touchdowns. He's bad. He's throwing some dives. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. Ryan Tannehill always seems to be injured somehow, some way. But then there's a... Like, oh, he heard, heard the playoffs in the locker room. Like, wait, we can make the playoffs? Oh, yeah, I'm good to go, guys. Let's go. And they were talking about, too, that they didn't know whether they're going to try to draft a quarterback coming up in this upcoming draft or to keep him. It's kind of like a decided year. So he's kind of like on a few yeah. good things, but but he played a really good game. Side note, too, with that um, that last miracle play with the little like hook and ladder and the yeah. pitch to Kenyon Drake and running there. A lot of people were questioning Bill Belichick because he had Rob Gronkowski yeah. on the field, and yeah. I think you got to bash Belichick for this one because they were way out of distance for a hail mary. It was like seventy-five yeah. yard pass, and Ryan Tannehill's not throwing it seventy-five yeah. yards. I think there's one quarterback can do that, and he plays in Kansas City. So what yeah. do you have in Gron- he, he like almost outsmarted himself. What do you, why do you yeah. have Rob he, Gronkowski? He out, out I definitely field? think he outcoached himself. Mean, one man to be. Like, you see, you see a lot when teams are like the fifty or like the their opponents forty-five. You put like I mean, you see like Calvin Johnson mm-hmm. will go out for like a hail mary or something like that, which totally makes sense because he's just tall. Just bat the ball down. The Patriots did it with Josh Go- or uh, Gordon too. Against yeah, the Bears, against so, the like, Bears. Yeah, because it's easy. You can just bat the ball, but tackling a NFL running back. As a tight end who is slow and has injury concerns, like why would you even think about doing that? Plus, that stupid. The cornerback is getting paid to bat down passes and tackle. I would think you would want him yeah. in the game instead of Gronk trying yeah. to tackle him. Of course, he's not going. You can't blame Gronk for that. He's not going to tackle Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Like, man, it's fast. Yep. And then uh, in a rather meaningless game, but an interesting one nonetheless, the Falcons uh, lost to the Packers 20-34. Matt Ryan had 262 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Aaron Rodgers had 160 yards, 
and uh, two touchdowns, in which we talked about uh, uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, you know, without Mike McCarthy, did pretty well. And, yeah, I think it was one of those things where he was super motivated this week because, like, oh, they're all bashing me for yeah. really the first time in my career. <laughs> so let's if I play well, maybe everyone's going to play without McCarthy. But, uh, yeah, new coach didn't fare too well either. He yeah. burned up both of his challenge flags in the first two <laughs> minutes of the game. Yeah, no, and but, both of them on Julio Jones catches, which were, like, I mean, it's it, it's like a twenty yard gain. He so just like, didn't want anything really... else in his pocket to hold him back. Yeah, like, <laughs> he needed that extra dead weight. Yeah, he, he he saw what they did to Mike McCarthy. He wasn't gonna take it. It was, uh, and then uh, John uh, um, Joe Philbin. Joe Philbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is the guy's name. He's the old coach of the um, Dolphins, actually. Um, yeah, they around Hard Knocks um, a couple oh, years ago. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, back in and... the day. There's a reason they fired him. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I think he's sticking around much longer. Uh, the Bengals lost to the Chargers 21-26 in a very pretty pretty close game. Uh, the Jeff O'Driscoll gang, uh, shout out to Red Dead 2 at 170 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Rivers with 220 yards and one touchdown. In which, you know, this was like a Chargers were probably going to blow them out, and then they didn't, and now we're talking about it uh, kind of game. But an interesting game nonetheless. They, yeah, the Driscoll... Um, he kept them in it. He did a nice job. They had a chance to tie it with a two-point conversion, and the defense made a big stop. Joey Bosa was one of the big players for the Chargers. He's still dealing with the uh, side effects from his uh, broken foot earlier, and he said he's still kind of feeling it. He's not 100% yet. It's kind of affecting him. And as far as running backs, they're kind of devastated right now. they got a lot of injuries there. Melvin Gordon is going to be probably ruled out for this um, upcoming game. And uh, their other running back, um, Austin Eckler, no, Austin oh, Eckler, yeah. the backup running back, who's also having a really nice season as a pass catcher, he might be rolled out too. So Justin Jackson. Glenbard West. Glenbard West Glenbar alum. Glenbard West, from, baby. Let's go, yeah. And I, Northwestern alum, too. Yeah, he roomed so, with Clayton Thorson, and I know Clayton Thorson's younger brother, Ben Thorson. Yeah, Clayton Thorson went to our uh, high school. Yeah, we know I know Justin Jackson by yeah. process of elimination. Oh, he might be starting for the Chargers next week. You know, so I, I, I bet he recognized me. <laughs> Page pride, baby. <laughs> Woo! Football uh, time. Cowboys beat the Eagles 29-23 in overtime. Uh, Carson Wentz had 220 yards, three touchdowns. Dak Prescott, 455 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks, uh, in which two mediocre QBs who have been kind of t- been taking shots throughout this year played pretty well against each other. And uh, this, this kind of killed the Eagles' season. They are pretty much done. A couple remarks about this one, very quickly. I hate to say I told you so, but... A couple podcasts back. Yeah. He said, who's going to be the most influential? Who won the trade deadline with Amari Cooper? It's true. He did call I me. said Amari Cooper and the Cowboys won the trade deadline. I didn't even think he'd be this good, but he has been fantastic for him. He went off this week, caught the game winner in overtime. Um, and as far as Dak Prescott goes, he did statistically, he played good, but he fumbled. He had the yeah. two picks. Yeah. The last touchdown pass to Amari Cooper was in the DB's hands. They yeah. are winning this Cowboys team despite of Dak. Not yeah. because of them, because yeah. Mari Cooper's playing well, which has helped them, and then of course they got Zeke in the backfield, yeah. and that defense is playing tremendous, and that's but that's what Dak needs. He needs a lot of help, so yeah. I do not think he's the reason they win, and I don't, I, I debate whether we I would trust him in the playoffs or not. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but man, yeah, Mari Cooper's playing really well. I mean, imagine if a team and Amari Cooper and Kolomak, that'd be crazy. They'd be good. I bet they would really, be very. They would be fantastic. That'd be a shame if that got broken up. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and I will say on the last play in overtime, I felt so bad for the DV because that was like their season, like kind of like being crushed right there. Yeah. And he made the perfect play and just bounced off his forearm. And I mean, it's a football. It bounces like so randomly all the time. Bounced off his forearm right into Amari Cooper's hands. 
And then he, like, just grabs his head. I, I felt bad for the guy, but... It doesn't then, get much easier for him, because uh, as a reward, now they got the Saints. Woo! And they're they're kind of one foot in the grave here, but yeah. like, they need to win out. Yeah, so. rip the Eagles' quote-unquote dynasty. Uh, speaking of teams who are kind of garbage, or actually speaking of teams who used to have Mari Cooper and a Mack somehow, yeah. some way, they beat... Raiders beat the... Steelers 24-21, Big Ben had 282 yards and two touchdowns, and his backup who came in because Big Ben was Touchdown, injured, yeah. but then they were like, could have won, he's like, oh wait, no, never mind, I'm not injured, I'm Aaron Rodgers, look at me, I'm coming back. Yeah, Josh Dobbs came in and threw a pick, uh, and then Derek Carr uh, had 322 yards and two touchdowns, and I mean, I'm telling you right now, we talked about it before, Steelers are not a Super Bowl contender, they lost four straight, three of those games have been against very mediocre slash terrible opponents in the Jags, the Broncos, and the Raiders. And I know it's not like college football. We're not like trying to build a resume or anything, but you can't get exposed by these bad teams like that. I you am. can't, especially this late in the game. Like, I understand, like week two, you lose to the Titans or something like that. Like, I understand, but you can't be doing that when it's week 14 in the NFL. They are an emotional roller coaster each week. You want a close game? Yeah, that's Pop true. On the Steelers. It's true. They they always give you entertaining games, but and and I, it's a shame too because I really think they have the talent to be a Super Bowl oh, contender. Yeah. But the, it's the same typical Steelers, right on cue every year around December, unbuttoned, undisciplined, yeah. losing these ridiculous games. And even like the end of that game was like crazy. They had the great hook and ladder play with yeah, Smith Schuster cool, really cool. getting field goal position, and then the turf monster. Uh, yeah, he got Boswell, and he slipped on the field goal and was blocked. You can even call it turf with that yeah, crap they have on the baseball field. And then, like you said, with Big Ben, is he not, like, the most petty quarterback? It's a I shame. Yeah, because talking after the Broncos game, he was, like, calling out his receivers because on the last play they, they threw that pick. Like, they could have tied the game. Uh, and they, they did, like, a RPO kind of to Antonio Brown who ran a slant route, which is a slant route. You can't really run I mean, unless unless you do it, like, loopy. You can't really run it wrong. And he called out Antonio Brown. He's like, Antonio Brown, I just run a better route. Dude, you throw an interception to a nose guard, and the, and Bradley Roby, the corner, who stinks, by the way, was right. Like, he, there were two players who were going to pick that off if you threw it or not. Like, you can't you can't blame a receiver when you throw a pick to a ni- number 96 nose guard. It doesn't work like if that. If the guy's 300 pounds, he should not be catching an interception. Exactly. He's catching a pass. Exactly. And... Before the season started, when the Steelers draft, uh, drafted Dobbs coming out of the draft, he's like, oh, well, you know, I kind of wish they used that pick to maybe get me some more help on offense. He wasn't very happy about it. And I think this thing was kind of petty, too. Dobbs came in. He's injured. Dobbs yeah. plays bad. And coincidentally, oh, okay, I guess you do need me. Yeah. Waltz is back in there, marches him downfield, scores the tie. It's like, well, where the hell were you like earlier in the Yeah, game? exactly. And he, it, <laughs> trying to save it. It's, it, and then, like, it, we said this a couple podcasts ago, too. Around the playoff time, he always has a gimpy ankle yeah, or some, some like, stupid oh, excuse. Him and Rodgers are very similar. Because week one, it was like deja vu. Yeah. Rodgers is out. Oh, all of a sudden, you need me to be the hero. And he came back, and he looked just fine to me. So Yeah, I've lost a lot of respect for Big Ben. And now it's even a jeopardy. Like, the Steelers can miss the playoffs now. It's close. It could happen. I think the, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think it's going to be close. Um because especially the Ravens, they're making a hard charge there. Yeah, yeah. With that can't. defense, and they got a tough schedule. They got that'll New be, England coming up. Very so. interesting to see. And New England coming up that loss against uh, Miami, uh, they're not going to be happy. They're going to be coming out very motivated. So. Oh yeah. Now we have uh, pri- the prime time games. We talked about it a little before. The Rams marched into Chicago and got crap kicked out of them, six to fifteen. Goff and Trubisky both played terrible, so I don't have to read their stats. But they had seven total interceptions. 
uh, combined. Jordan Howard finally had a cut. Well, I mean, you can call it that. His coming out party this year, 101 yards. Ooh. And uh, speaking of fat guys catching touchdowns, yeah, that one. Why am I caught a touchdown? So yeah. I guess we have that going for him. Matt Nagy. Yeah, he should be a coach of the year this year. He should. With all the smoke and mirrors, he does. And especially like guys. Trubisky, with like that limited one read quarterback. Trubisky, when you watch this game, it was like he looked at his first read, and if it's covered, the man is screwed. It's like panic, tucking and run. Like he's working with a college quarterback. And not a whole lot of help out of on offense. And mind you, the defense is playing tremendous. Vic Vangie's got to—he gets a ton of credit for that. They're really balling. Um, yeah. Um, defensive championships, but yeah. Yeah. Man, we made, also made, we made a list game. of the best Mr. Brissy comparisons. We've got Vanilla Dak Prescott. Yeah. Uh, Tim Tebow with better coaching, which I mean, I mean, he's not that bad. He doesn't throw like a girl though. It's <laughs> that is true. Better. Christian Ponder with a better public relations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. definitely. Glorified Blake Bortles. That one makes sense to me. I feel like They both are mobile. Yeah. Bortles both, can run and too, and, and Trubisky's are very yeah. good runner. And then a less freaky Andy Dalton. Which. I don't Andy know. Dalton's, I think, a little bit better. Andy yeah. Dalton's just a B plus quarterback. Yeah, he's just. Because you know, he was. You your Sunday noon games. Yeah, when you your noon games. Primetime's another story. But, you know, Andy Dalton, before he got injured, he actually had solid numbers. He had 18 yeah. touchdowns, 10 pick. Yeah, Dalton's a little bit above Trubisky, but Trubisky has a lot of talent. He's yeah. very raw. He could get there, but right now he's just—he yeah. looks like a college quarterback. He, he can't make reads. It's—it's—it's it, it's, it's not good. But yeah, going back to Matt Nagy, he—he—he he, he got asked because he's been using like D linemen a lot yeah. on his like goal line kind of plays. Uh, and a reporter asked him like, "Why do you keep using D line on offensive plays?" And his answer was just, "I like it," which yeah, great press job. I mean, all right, called Santa's sleigh. Huh? The play that was called there. Santa Slay? Yeah, that's what he called the play. That's what the play was called. Santa Slay. Huh. So I like there it. you go. They got some Christmas cheer in him. I love yeah, it. I do. Uh, I'm Coach McVay, too. Yeah. Everyone's always, oh, Sean McVay. He's smarter than everyone. He's yeah. got a lot more weapons to work with. But yeah, we don't got true. a Todd Gurley. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Vikings lost to the Seahawks, uh, 7-21. Uh, Cousins had 208 yards and a touchdown. Wilson had only 71 passing yards. They had 20 passes and 42 rushes. That's a good game. Their defense is bad. Yeah, Their defense, defense is, is good. balling out. Russell yeah. Wilson, in my mind, he didn't throw out. I still think he's a great quarterback. And I think this was a vintage Kirk Cousin game. Primetime game. Yeah. Plays terrible. But in garbage time, kind of pads the stats a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he'll be a little marching on the field. Yeah, marching. He's like, oh, shoot, I'll get shoot, my I'll touchdown. I'll get like 100 yards. I got better throw some slant routes real quick. Yeah, yeah, pad it, yeah. But, um... The defense played tremendous. They had a couple of nice fourth down stops. They had the strip Wagner, sack touchdown. Yeah, Bobby Wagner blocked a field goal. Yeah, they they really did. The, Vi- well. the Vikings they are probably gonna make the playoffs, but then again, who cares? Because honestly, they're one of the most irrelevant franchises in the NFL right now. They made yeah. they that's like like I understand that Kirk Cousins was like the best QB in the free agency market. But that's like saying, oh, there was no better car, so I spent eighty grand on a Honda Accord. Like, you can't overpay that much for a mediocre QB. Kirk Cousins, he had 138 yards in, Seattle, in that game in Seattle. Nick Mullins, for the 49ers, had 413. The money spent on Nick Mullins was 9000 uh, nine $965,294. Kirk Cousins... 84 million. Hmm. So, a little overpaid. Yeah. And you can, that was right off from our Twitter account. Follow us there for some cool stats like that at Podcast DRD. Shameless plug. Uh, but then again, if you're listening to this podcast, you already probably do follow us on Twitter. So tell your friends to follow us on yes, Twitter. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thank well, you, all 10. Oh, 10 yeah. listeners. Woo. We love you all. Uh, 
So that wraps up the NFL. Uh, we got some interesting games coming next week. Uh, Patriots and Steelers will be one of them. We talked about that. Uh, now we're moving on to NBA. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, you know, we love Chicago, but uh, they're terrible, and they had just had the worst loss in Bulls franchise history to Celtics, 56 points. And Mitch, you can talk about this with the whole playoff. Yeah. Or the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Boylan, who is the coach replacing Fred Hoiberg, he called a practice after back-to-back games, and there was a near mutiny that ensued afterwards. Players didn't want to come in. They held a players-only meeting. Yeah. And afterwards, they brought the coaches in and had a meeting with them. Then they almost wanted to go to the Players Association because they said Boyt, uh, Boyton's using, like, uh, or Boylan, excuse me. He's, his tactics are, like, unethical with, like, huh. the way he makes him do it, like, meetings right after practices. And this is just, this just shows the bad ownership for the Bulls right now. And I was not a huge fan of Fred Hoiberg. But to be fair to the man, there's a lot of injuries this year. And look at the foundations he was working with in consecutive seasons. He had... Um, excuse me. The... Any day now, Mitch. I'm sorry. Stupid thing. <laughs> stupid you can't ads work pop- phone, right? Well, stupid ads keep popping up. Joakim Noah, uh, Derek Rose. Um, he had Joakim Noah, Derek Rose as his core, and uh, Paul Gasol. The next year, had Jimmy Butler, uh, Paul Gasol, and um, what the hell? Stupid thing keeps. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. You get, the, you he, get the point. Well, so he had, it was Butler, or it was Rose, Noah, Gasol. Then he had uh, Butler, Gasol, um, Butler and Gasol as his two cores. Then he had they, uh, three alphas with Wade, um, Dwayne Wade, uh, Rajon Rondo, Jimmy Butler. Then the year after that was Markinen, Dunn, Levine. And now he has to throw in Levine, Carter, uh, Jabari Parker. There's been a lot of turnover, and they're doing a lot of different things. The one year they're trying to contend, the next year they're trying to rebuild. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. The ownership has not been great. Yeah. And they're trying to get free agents to come there. They do have a <laughs> good core, but who wants to go? There's there reports that like, the ownership was spying on players before Butler left. Like During that whole season, That was like it was a mess. Yeah. The whole thing is really... It is rough. Uh, moving on from that, we had uh, D-Wade... Dwayne Wade and LeBron had their their last ever game. Uh, they're like kind of finale as Wade's kind of have his uh, his retirement tours going on right now. Uh, and it was really it was it was a really cool game. They like traded jerseys. It was actually like a really cool scene to see because like both these guys are like really respectable players in the game. Uh, but at the end, you know, they're talking. You know, I have like post game like interviews where like the audio is going to the whole stadium. So they're kind of having one of that. But it was with Wade and LeBron as they're, like, kind of talking to each other, and he's like, oh, yeah, thanks for letting it end here. Dwayne Wade was like, thanks for letting it end here, uh, as he's talking about L.A., and then LeBron goes, uh, it's either here or the, here, it was either here or the Garden. So apparently the Knicks were number two on his list, which actually just kind of surprised me, but, yeah, it's just a little interesting tidbit. That also could have been LeBron. I mean, could have been. New York's yeah. a nice place to play. I think because LeBron's kind of a troller. If you look at his, like, Twitter and stuff. Oh, but true. I think the real thing that sticks out is LeBron, he's a smart guy, he made the right decision here because yeah. look at the Cavs and they've left pure dysfunction. The Rockets were on his list. They're a mess this year. They're the 14th seed right now. Yeah, they stink. In the West. Um, yeah. They're bad. The Spurs were on there. Um, they're not doing that great. Yeah. Pop's going to retire. The 76ers. 
They have brought in Jimmy Butler. Joel Embiid's not happy. They're fighting. Fultz has a bunch of drama going with them. Mm. You got a talented young core. He gets to play in L.A. I think he definitely made the right decision. This just speaks yeah. to his basketball IQ. And speaking of Embiid, uh, apparently he's not really happy with what, what's going on right now no. with the Sixers. Uh, as he was, he's, he's got to play on the perimeter more, and he's just averaging only 10 points a game uh, with uh, Jimmy Butler, the alpha male, coming in. Yeah, because like, they want him to clear out more more space game. Like you said, he, they're putting him more on the perimeter. Not not really a perimeter player, and he's averaging ten points a game since Butler got there. Yeah, and so they've been Butler's been playing well for him, but a little bit of dysfunction. Yeah, yeah, up. Uh, yeah, and it's, it, it was actually it is actually interesting. There was a JJ Redick's podcast, and Jimmy Butler was on it, and he was interviewing him, and he he was kind of talking about like he kind of asked him. Like uh, with like the Bulls, the Timberwolves, like the whole both drama situations. He was like, "Do you feel like you have a reputation now? Um, like, like just not like a bad or like good or bad one. Just like, do you feel like you have this reputation?" He was like, "Oh yeah, I definitely do." Uh, and he said, "I hope so." And he's like, "What do you mean? Like, what reputation do you want?" And he basically said that he hopes that he has a reputation for. He's like that people would say this guy wants to win at all costs. And if you're not helping team win, then, like, get out of here. And he's like, I don't want to play with you. Which is, like, I mean, I get what, he, I get what he's saying, but, like, I don't know. It, it, it just comes off as very calloused for Jimmy Butler to say that. And I totally understand what he means. But if you have a guy who's, like, any means necessary winning, but then it kind of turns into, like, ripping and, like, shredding your other players to, to, to like... And is that really like, gonna, yeah, and is that going to help you win if you're, like, shredding your... Yeah, players, like, you still got to be, like, a leader, like a team captain kind of deal, which, you know... But it is what it is. Uh, they will definitely be. We talked about them before. They will be interesting to watch going down the road. We got some soccer. Uh, Premier League. Chelsea with one of the biggest upsets in a while. Beating Man City 2-0 off of Golo Conte's and David Luiz's goal. And now Liverpool, who beat uh, Bournemouth 4-0 on Mo Salah's hat trick. Uh, Mo Salah! Yeah, Mitch's favorite yeah, player. Yeah, they like, like the one player he knows. Because he's from Egypt, and when the fans went to his house... He was instead of telling him to get off my lawn, someone like released his address. He signed autographs for him. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's such a fun name to say, Mo Salah. Mo Salah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, of not, but they are. Liverpool is on the top of the table right now, uh, which you know it's getting interesting. They should have won the Champions League, like, or was it Champions? The one they yeah, played Champions League. Yeah, they should have won it if it wasn't for hack of a goaltender. Yeah, carries. And they get the, the goon a for... a goalkeeper, by yeah, the way. Yeah, my bad. The, the <laughs> goon for Real Madrid. Yeah, like, Sergio Ramos. Yeah, he like uh, slammed uh, Los Salah and he like hurt his shoulder. Yeah. Liverpool's good, though. Yeah. Liverpool yeah, fan you know, now. There, there he is. Again. There he is. Mitch, my final appreciating soccer. LeBron James, favorite basketball player. Speaking of Liverpool, they had a they had a great win in the Champions League. They beat Napoli, which effectively knocked Napoli out. It was it was a great game to watch. Mo Salah scored one 0 Mo Salah. Mo Salah. Uh, he beat they beat Napoli, so Napoli's out uh, along with Inter. So Group B was madness, as it pretty much seemed impossible for Tot. It was Barcelona, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Tottenham, and PSV, and it pretty much seemed impossible for Tottenham to win. But they ended up scoring an 85th minute goal by Lucas Mora uh, to draw that 1-1 in the Bernabeu at Barcelona. And then Inter, uh, they scored late against PSV, but it was only to draw. So both games were a 1-0 draw. And so they ended up having the same amount of points with the same goal differential. But Tottenham scored, I believe it was nine goals uh, to Napoli, six. So it went down to the third tiebreaker to put Tottenham through. It was a miracle. It was, it was awesome. 
uh, as you know, it was kind of one of those situations where they they drew and then they had to wait like five minutes uh, for the uh, the Tottenham game to finish. Uh, so that was, that was really interesting. Uh, and then we got some American soccer news: Atlanta United uh, FC beats uh, the Portland Timbers two 0 to win the MLS Cup, breaking Atlanta's major sports uh, leagues drought. It is and the MLS. To say the least, it's not very popular no. in America. The only soccer game I've ever seen live is the MLS All-Star game against Real Madrid. The stadium was sold out at Soldier Field, all because it was Real Madrid fans. Yeah. <laughs> they love the soccer. MLS, not so much. But Atlanta, to their credit, this is what the MLS can be. It was 73,000 fans. The stadium was packed to, packed to the rafters, standing for 90 minutes for a championship team in Atlanta. It's a huge deal. Arthur Blank, uh, the owner yeah. um, with the Falcons and his team, he was celebrating like he just won the Super Bowl and yeah. a parade for him two days ago. Yeah. The former coach was the Barcelona coach. They got some emerging young stars on that team yeah. for Atlanta, and I am so happy for them. Yeah. And I'm not even a soccer fan, but that was so cool to see Atlanta finally win something. Yeah. And like 93,000 fans sold out for an MLS soccer game. Yeah. That's good to see. That's good for the sport. Uh, yeah. Good for them. Vancouver Whitecaps player who's totally eluding me right now just signed for Bayern Munich. That's a, that's a big name signing right there. Uh, and it was actually pretty cool to see because that like broke their uh, uh, professional championship drought for what 33 whatever years. Yeah. And uh, I thought people were gonna like bash it uh, because of, like oh it's like MLS that's not real. But no, that, I didn't see a lot of people like uh, taking shots at the MLS. So they're they're definitely on up and come up. Man, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll be talking about MLS a lot more in the future. Uh, college football, we're kind of in a lull right now with the bowls coming up soon, but. Season's over, uh, but Army beat Navy 17-10 for the third straight year, believe. Which I'm gonna not gonna lie, it is totally unfair. Yeah, totally unfair. Of, Army, of course, Army wins when they play on ground and not water. Navy has no Navy chance. Navy has no chance. I know that's stupid. The only ones that are on the ground are the Technics. It was played on an aircraft carrier. Yeah, whole other story. Yeah, Navy would destroy them. Army though, good job for them. Yeah, finished seven seven to three, I believe, winning record. They took Ooh. Oklahoma to overtime. Who yeah. Oklahoma? That's the new Heisman winner. Yeah, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Yeah, good Glad for they him. got that right. Yeah. Because without Kyler Murray on that team, Oklahoma with that crap defense. Yeah. Once again, no defense, defense in there. He's carried that team in. And Baker Mayfield won the Heisman. Kyler Murray's put up better numbers. Yeah. And shifting to the next one, he's going to the MLB next year for the A's, he just said, after the yeah. season. So Yeah, I think that's played. actually really funny. He, he, like, if you think about it, like, people are like, the best college football player in the world is Kyler Murray. And he's like, yes, I am, and I'm not going to play football ever again. I'm playing yeah. baseball. I just think that's funny. That's smart, though, It's a smart too. move. More money. more money. He's not going to get CTE and die when he's, like, 35. And the A's took a chance by drafting him because yeah. he knew he's still the quarterback. And he's like, all right. And the A's handled it well, too. They're like, all right, we'll let you play football if you come. And he honored that promise. He said he's going to report to yeah. training camp. I, so I, I kind of hope he's good. I kind of hope he's good. That'd be a really cool story. I do, too. Just Heisman winner and bats like Bo Jackson coming out of college did the same thing. Everyone wanted to see him as a football player um, when yeah. he was playing football at Auburn and he chose baseball and everyone was a little disappointed. But I think overall it worked out for him. Yeah, so. and I mean it's gonna be cool because he's gonna be like in the minors for the next couple years. Yeah. So like people are gonna forget who he is. Whereas if he was in the NFL, like everyone would still talk about him. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. For him. Um, speaking of MLB, five-time All-Star Troy Tulowitzki was released from the Blue Jays. Good riddance. Yeah. See you. See you, bud. I am like that guy after he spent all those years with Colorado, and the first thing he did after he got traded was he was trashing their uh, spring training facilities, saying how much better of an organization Toronto was. Yeah. There's no need for that. Good yeah, come on, man. Uh, Phillies signed Andrew McCutcheon in what seems to be a just kind of a weird deal. Three years, $45 million, I believe it was. 
Uh, everyone's speculating too. They're like, oh no, they got an outfielder now. Now they they might not sign Harper, but they got a lot of money to spend, and yeah. I think they still could sign Bryce Harper. Yeah. So I'm a little Which worried. I, I don't. He just was like weird. Like I don't really. McCutcheon's past his prime, and he's a great guy to have in the clubhouse. But like, I don't think they're gonna get that much better because of him. Uh, in some old MLB news, Harold Baines and Lee Smith are now Hall of Famers uh, for our prospective teams, uh, White Sox and the Cubs. Uh, and then Mitch, Mitch, you weren't happy about Harold Baines, I thought. Well, actually, I was very happy about Harold Baines. I'm a big White Sox fan. Yeah, cool. No shame. He was a great player for the White Sox. There's a statue for him, guaranteed right field. Yep. I met I actually met the man at uh, Sox Fest. Uh, he's an ambassador for the White Sox. Super nice guy. During one of their like reunion games, he's walking around talking to people on the concourse. Love the guy. Could not be more happy for him. But I also respect the game of baseball. And this was a horrible induction yeah. by them. He was a great player. Very solid player. He's a DH, though. But he was not even a He wasn't really close to a superstar. And this is like more of a flaw to the system of the Hall of Fame. Because it's a 16-person committee. One was his former manager, Tony La Russa. The other one's the White Sox chairman, Gary Zleinsdorf. So... He got a bunch of his former colleagues and teammates to vote for him to get in there. He, he had no business being on there. He did. He had over uh, 2,000 hits. Uh, he 2,866 hits. Um, but that was helping because he played 21 years. And so, like, if you're playing that long, you're yeah, going to rack up some numbers. He had three hundred home run, over 300 home runs, too, which is a big deal. But, like, same thing. He was not that good of a fielder. He was a lifetime DH. So he was a very good player. But the highest he ever finished in the MVP voting was ninth. <laughs> His war was very low um, for wins above replacement. It was like a three-something. I'm very happy for him. Should yeah. not have been a Hall of Famer. And this is a flaw in the system. You can't have these former players and managers. like Because now, say, um, uh, I don't know who else is on the ballot. You, you could be a player on the ballot. If you're just going to hope for a bunch of like your guys say uh, play first base. Um, like Keith Hernandez, for example. Yeah. Now he can have a case. Oh, if I just get a couple Mets on there. Maybe Wookie Wilson on the uh, the panel. Maybe yeah. they'll vote me in too. And you know it's a flaw for the system because yeah. Cooper's not supposed to be for special players, yeah. not just good ones. And you're talking about like the ninth MVP. I mean, you're talking about 2017, like the ninth MVP voting. Ninth MVP voting for uh, AL was Chris Sale. Eighth was and Andrelton Simmons. Uh, like Mookie Betts was up. Like like good player, but like this, just not. And the guy that he's ahead at home runs, like right above, is Aramis Ramirez. Play for the Cubs. He's, he's nowhere yeah. near. Yeah. Bain's not the guy that a pitcher would face and like strike. He's not like a Frank Thomas where he'd like come up to the plate and like, oh crap, I'm like tough to get this guy out. Yeah. Now, he had some clutch moments in '83. He had the uh, uh, pennant or division clinching sack fly, but not, yeah. Yeah. Not, a, not a Hall of Famer. Next segment, it's kind of warm outside. It's like 45 degrees, which is kind of nice. So we don't and have to use up. Ted Wick. Heating and cooling. Thank God, because it sucks. Yep, sponsored. Sponsors are who's hot and who's not. Mitch, who's hot for you this week? My hot is old lineman catching passes. At least old for the Bears. Yeah. And like we were talking about, the Santa Slay play. He, uh, he caught the touchdown pass from Mitch Trubisky. Actually, nice, pretty athletic guy. Yeah, and then Joe Stanley for the 49ers yeah. caught a redirection. He caught a pass. Now it's for negative yards, but he was pretty pumped up about yeah, it. Yeah, he was happy about it. And going back to the Bears thing. They have had some wacky touchdowns. I think their last five touchdowns was uh, their last five touchdowns were linemen catching a pass, defensive line score, lineman scoring, and Keem Hicks. Yeah. Uh, they had an interception return for a touchdown. 
Um, and then they had the, a running back throwing on the like, Chicago where, special. Yeah, yeah, um, Cohen uh, throwing a touchdown pass, and then Trubisky had a normal one. But they've had some weird But, I mean, even Mitch Trubisky throwing a touchdown pass, you can't do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the people hot for me this week was Adam Aravino. He was, he was feeling pretty good this week. He was saying, now, it was apparently a quote from, like, a while ago. that He, he, he said it recently, but he was from a while ago. He said that... Uh, He's talking about Babe Ruth for some reason. And he said, I was, said. Yeah, it was when he was in AAA talking yeah, about pitching coach. He said, I said, Babe Ruth with that swing, swing that bat. I got him hitting 140 with eight homers. And he said that he would strike out Babe Ruth every time he uh, he faced him. Which, I mean, honestly, I could see it. Maybe not Adam, whatever his name is. But I, I guess, yeah, I could see like Chris Sale doing that. Well, obviously. obviously, Chris Allen. Yeah. Striking a lot of people. Like, Babe Ruth struck out his career. Great hitter strike out. But, like, the argument is, oh, the man went and got hot dogs in between games. He was fat. He was drunk. But, hey, you know what? Daryl Strawberry was banging chicks in the clubhouse <laughs> and doing cocaine. And last time I checked, he was pretty good. So, you know, Babe Ruth in today's generation, he can do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, maybe, but I, I still think that that short, pudgy, midget-looking dude now. He, he the pitchers, in all seriousness, all the pitchers today are a lot better. The athletes yeah. are faster. You throw the, the breaking stuff, balls are so much better. You look at the stuff that these pitchers can throw. It is just disgusting. Like, I, you, I wouldn't even be close. Plus, back in the day, they had, like, the spitballs and, like, crap. Like, now you get, like, a new ball every time. You can, yeah. Like, you can put a lot more movement on it. It's, it's, yeah. I, I think his number Yeah, I, you know, he's trying to stop. I, I don't see But it. why are we trying to compare legends from definitely? Can't we? From different areas. We just appreciate We can just appreciate him for yeah. a uh, some team, something teams that were not hot were bad teams. Now they're bad teams, so obviously they're not hot. But the Raiders, Jets, and Niners all win because apparently they don't want high draft picks. Uh, in which it is the most, it is tanking. Is the most most philosophically con, uh, conflicting things in the world. Like you want to lose, but it's like lose losing, but you want to win. Ah, you hate to see it. I but. actually, I kind of like it. Because unlike all these other sports with the blatant taking, like, these people are playing for pride and their jobs yeah. on the line. And Gruden, like, despite the fact I think he's been a horrible coach this yeah. year, he has the team playing hard. Like, they have a losing record, but they're playing hard each week. And they're yeah. trying to win games, which I like about the NFL. Yeah. They're not like, but it's not like the, um, the Bulls or the yeah. Suns. Like, obviously, tank or the Mavericks they had, like, they were putting out the worst lineups on purpose so they could yeah. tank. Well, yeah, the NFL, they're trying, to, they're trying hard. But, but I, you know what? Graphic, which, Speaking yeah, of tanking. Know. This just shows why soccer is the best sport in the world. If you tank, guess what? You're out of the league. Sorry. You can go play in the second division while those good teams are up to the first division. That's why I love soccer. But if you flop, the other person gets rewarded. The it's a part card. of the game. It's, it's a part a of the game. No, there were three players for Arsenal who got booked, which for you, I know you don't understand, it's getting the yellow card. Yeah, I'm not yeah three team. players got booked for diving, which is flopping, as you would say. Well, that's good because yeah. I'm sick of looking at these oh, French women like like diving you, on the It's not even like you watch it in the first place. Mosala, I do watch Most Allah. Allah. Most <laughs> Hey, I watched that MLS game back in the day. Hey, but yeah. MLS is good now, so yeah. we can't trash yeah. it. Yeah, good to go for Atlanta. My not is uh, Hugh Jackson because he's now coaching for the Bengals and uh, they lost again. I mind you, had Jeff Driscoll as quarterback, but Driscoll game. This year, he's been a coach on two teams that were in last place in the same division. Yeah, the Browns. Last place, moves to the Bengals, all of a sudden, they're in last place. Yeah. He's not yeah, a good coach. That's not a good look. Oh, no, uh, breaking not news, a good look. Hugh Jackson. Another not, not for me, really quickly. Yeah, a bonus one. Yeah, bonus one this week. Kevin White. Uh, he was inactive this week, 
Meaning that next year he will be eligible for the Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Again. Woo! Three seasons in. Those so. dang shin splints. Good for him. Keep getting them. Well, we're going on to the hot takes in which, we you know, we, we had a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, so we'll sh- we've shortened this one a little bit. But we have... We, so we went went back. I believe it was our second episode. We did like the top five teams, which uh, which were pretty good. Uh, we'll, we'll run those down. Uh, but now we're gonna compare the old one, and then we're gonna pick a new so, one. So yeah, let's read our old ones yeah. really quick. So you, 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 oh, I, had the, I had the Saints, Chargers, Rams, Patriots, Chiefs. All right, and then I had the Saints, Rams, Patriots, Chiefs, Panthers. So pretty similar, you know, just the best teams, best for uh, the Panthers. They are not good. Uh, I believe they're no. six and seven now. Their I think turno- since then, they've lost like six in a row. Their turnover margin is currently plus two, but in the past couple games, it's been like minus eight. Uh, so turnovers have really killed them, and they just have been exposed. I mean, they lost to the lost to the Browns, uh, which <laughs> no team ever wants to do that. All well, the Broncos playing next week, so I can't hold, right. I can't hold my tongue. Um, then we have our, our new ones. Uh, Mitch, you can go first. All right, I got the Chiefs. Okay, as number one right now. Offense is playing fantastic. They got yeah. a lot of weapons, and the defense has improved. Um, so I got them as number they one. They gave up thirty-three to the Raiders. They what? did, but it's improvement. <laughs> Saints are a close second. These guys yeah. are like back and forth, yeah. but uh, the, the Saints have not looked good. The they did not look great against the Bucks this weekend, and yeah. it's like he had. I think Drew Brees had the MVP in the bag, and he's kind of like he's kind of let it slip. Mahomes, yeah. I think, right now is the front runner. But yeah, so it goes: Chiefs, Saints. Chargers at number three, or um, excuse me, um, yeah, you know, Chargers at number three. Yeah. Um, still think they're a good team. The running back thing bothers me a little bit, but they got a lot of depth. Uh, I got Rams at number four. They're dropping back a little bit. That defense is not as good as everyone thinks they are, but they're going to have a lot of home games in yeah. L.A., so they're not going to have to worry about that cold weather. And I think yeah. when they're playing in the warm weather, it helps them a lot with Todd Gurley and the passing offense. And I got the Patriots at number five, with the Bears just missing out at number six. That one I had a lot of problems with, but I think overall, because the New England's going to win that crappy division, they're probably going to have a home game uh, in New England. And in the end, it's Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. They're kind of like Jaws. They just kind of like swim under the surface and then yeah, get you. Yep. Last second. So I got them at number five. For me, I had the Saints number one, only because they are the first team to ever have a backup quarterback, Taysom Hill, block a punt. No, that's a good reason. Yeah, that's yeah. the only reason. Uh, no, but <laughs> they got a good defense. I think they're still playing well. I think they got brought down to earth uh, after that Cowboys game. And now they're like, I mean, you, you can't expect to just rail teams week after week, especially in the playoffs. So they're winning tough games uh, against, well, I mean, kind of tough games against the Bucs. Uh, then the Chiefs, like, you had them one and two, same here. Uh, defense is still pretty garbage, if you ask me. Um, but, you know. Uh, that offense is something. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is something special. I'll give you that. Because you can always put up numbers and people like talk about you. But yeah. the stuff that he does in games is like, I mean, like the left-handed pass was like whatever. But he's he had a like no-look pass. If you see it, like check it out on Twitter or something like that. Like help or no help. Like he does have a lot of help, which I think inflates his numbers. But he'd be a great quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree. Number three, I'm picking the Bears. I honestly think they can do something. Mitch Trubisky, like he's not good. He showed, I mean, and the picks that he was throwing, it was just like a wide open receiver. He just blatantly overthrew him and went over to the safety. Uh, but I think with that smoke and mirrored uh, offense with like all these trick plays, it can throw an offensive lineman and still score touchdowns. Um, and their defense is really good. Price Callahan maybe out. Uh, yeah, he is. He's out injury, for the year. Out for the injury, yeah. Or out for the year with an injury, yeah. So that, that could hurt them, but I still think they're very good uh, defense. Number four, I got the Cowboys. I got the boy. I got the Weedem boys. I hate them. 
I don't want to see them win a game. But they have a fantastic defense. And, and like, they're very similar to the Bears in which, like, both QBs, like, aren't very good as a passing quarterback, but they're both mobile, so they can use that to their offensive, like, scheme advantage. Um, and, they both, yeah, they both bring that to the table. Uh, Lane Vanderesh is really good. Will probably be defensive rookie of the year. Uh, even Smith, their other linebacker, is very good. Yeah. Well. yeah they're, I totally agree. They're both yeah. tremendous. Uh, and so those, those are just teams, like, on paper, they're not great. Like, you don't, like, they, you don't really look at them and they, like, stand out to you. But that's a team that I don't want to play. I mean, like, if you look at roster-wise, I think the Rams have a better roster than the Bears. Like, toe-to-toe. Like, toe to toe. But, like, like you saw it. Like, they did not, the Rams did not look comfortable. They never looked composed in that game at all. Jared Goff played horribly. And I think that just shows, like, the Bears, they kind of have just something else about them. Uh, so, and then number five, you know, I'm taking it. I took the Panthers number five at the beginning of the year. That didn't pan out. But I'm going another team that kind of a dark horse. I'm picking the Texans. They're a very well-rounded roster. Um, and with the, I think Deshaun Washington is a fantastic quarterback. Alfred Brew is a running back. Not great. But then again, if you got a good offensive line, you can pretty much throw anyone back there uh, and get, like, adequate numbers. And then the defense, defense has been playing well. They have Demarius Thomas. And DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in this league. He's a freak of nature. Uh, the Patriots, so I'm not putting the Rams or the Patriots in there. I think the Rams kind of showed how, how they can get exposed, but like, yeah, I think you're right with, uh, the whole, uh, playing in LA, got a home games, but the Patriots, like you're saying, I think they're, I, th- I still think they're very good as a Broncos fan. I've seen them tear my heart to pieces multiple times. And the fact that I, I'm not putting them in my top five. Kind of makes me feel like I should put them in my top five, just because when they're not talked about, they're at their most dangerous. Uh, but I, I, you can't count them out. And the Patriots, yeah, they do have a lot more holes, and I do think the Bears have a more talented roster, but it's Tom Brady in the end. And here's the one big problem I have with your list. I don't trust Dak Prescott or Mitch Trubisky at all in the playoffs. All five of my teams have solid quarterbacks. Saints are obviously... Jared Goff? Yeah, Jared Goff's better than both of them. He, he can throw. He had a bad off game last week, which makes you forget he's a much better quarterback than Trubisky or Dak. Jared no, Goff's good. Tom Brady's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Philip Rivers... Arguably the Hall of Famer. He's having one of the best seasons of his career. Obviously, Drew Brees, another Hall of Famer. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes, like we were just talking about, I got five solid quarterbacks in there. And I don't trust Dak or Trubisky. I think you need a good quarterback, along with that defense, to win the playoffs. You know who I don't trust? Nick Foles. He's still a Super Bowl champion, though. Because they, the they had the scheme, good running game, good receivers. He played well at the right time, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, saying, like, like scheme-wise... Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning can win a Super Bowl for the Broncos with nine touchdowns and 17 picks. Now it's a different story because like their def- like that defense was just uh, out of this world. Yeah, it's way better than the Bears. He's an exception, not like uh, he's yeah, an exception fair. to that's the role. Fair. Usually but, you need a great quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Like the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl was Trent Hilfer. He had an outstanding defense, but he did what he did. Yeah. So I, I, it would be definitely interesting to see. I think both of those, Dak and Trubisky, both of them are interesting because it will be interesting to see how they fare. Real, because yeah. it's the scheme that makes it. Real quick, what do you trust more in the playoffs? Mitch Trubisky or Dak Prescott? I'm going to say Dak Prescott. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say Dak Prescott because he can make those throws because he's been to the playoffs before. Yeah. I'll say that. I also trust Dak a little bit more. For only two reasons. And I don't even think he's that good. Got a little bit more help around him with Zeke. Yeah. Mari Cooper, the defense is tremendous. Just like Trubisky's defense, he's got that going for him. And I love his maturity. Yeah. He uh, he had to go through the Ezekiel Elliott crap last year where he didn't have his running back. Yeah. 
navigate his way through it. The Jerry Jones thing, so in the yeah. NFL, navigates his way through it. He takes a ton of flack, navigates yeah. his way through it. There's people kneeling for the national anthem, and he stood by his owner, and he stand like the um, just the maturity on him, and the way he's been na- able to navigate through all the BS, and not let it yeah. affect him. And I don't think he's that talented, but I love the maturity on him. I trust Dak a little bit more. Yeah, though, I I do think the Bears and the Cowboys are very interesting teams going forward in the playoffs. I do. Bear down. I hope the Bears oh, yeah. do well. I hope I'm wrong, but I got go, them right there at go, six. It's gonna Broncos, be close. I guess we'll probably get a mediocre draft pick. Now, bringing in the closer. Going to the bullpen. All right, folks. We got a fastball today, folks. It is an absolute travesty, and it is disgusting. Blasphemous. That Colin Kaepernick does not have a job in the NFL. Oh, but Marshall, his his QBRs last season were so bad. He threw so many picks. Mark Sanchez just played a football game. He started a football game for the Washington Redskins. Blasphemous. Last time Mark Sanchez played was for the Cowboys in 2016, uh, where he had he played three games, going 10 of 18, 93 yards, and two interceptions, which is not good for but those in the back. Quarterback. But fumble quarterback. Then he proceeded to go 6 of 14 with 38 yards and two picks, one for a touchdown, which he completely gave up on, and he got benched at halftime. He's terrible. Wait, who, who came in? Oh, Josh Johnson. You know, he, he came in, he had a 195 yards and a touchdown. One, though, was a catch and run for about 60 of those yards uh, by the receiver. Oh, Josh Johnson. I had, I, had, I had to Google him. I don't know where he came from. The last time he threw a meaningful NFL pass was 2011 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He wasn't even on a team since 2014. Wait, what team did he play for? Uh, I, I can't remember. Oh, it was the Niners. Wait, who was it start? Oh, he was Colin Kaepernick's backup the last time he was on an NFL roster, which is which it makes sense because they're both mobile quarterbacks uh, on a West Coast offense. Wait, the West Coast offense? Who who runs that? Who runs? The, oh, the 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 Redskins run the West Coast offense. They do. They it's do the same West NFL offense. offensive scheme. Wait, wait, but but Jay Gruden said that he didn't fit the system and that it, it would it would take too much time. For uh, them to integrate him into the system, so they had a, they picked up a guy, Josh Johnson. You know the last team, the NFL, last not even NFL, last team he played for was a San Diego Fleet. I don't even know who they are, but well, I, I bet he I got could, signed. He was a first round pick in a new league yeah. for the San Diego Fleet. Yeah, so and I bet I could play for the freaking San Diego Fleet. These are two terrible quarterbacks who came in and did. They didn't put up good numbers, and the Redskins got railed, absolutely railed. They didn't even give cap. A call. They didn't even bring him in for a workout. They didn't even call him saying, hey, do you even want to play football? Now, if he had a call, Cap probably wouldn't have gone there because they got a racist name and they got an owner who gave Trump $4 million. So, it, 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 I, I get that. But the fact that they're not even going to call him, oh, but Kaepernick kneels for National Anthem, and which I'm not even going to get into that. Because that, if you if you think life beaters only, boys yeah. will be boys, but kneeling for the if National that, Anthem. If, <laughs> if Colin Kaepernick had beat, say, his pregnant girlfriend, like another guy named Tyreek Hill has done. He would or, uh, still Ruben be... Ruben Foster, who got signed by the uh, Redskins. Yeah, wait. They, they employ wife beaters? The Chiefs employ wife beaters? If he had beaten a woman, instead of kneeling for the National Anthem, which supposedly disrespects the troops, even though uh, an Army veteran was the one who told him to kneel for the National Anthem, if he had beaten a woman, he still would be in the NFL. No problem. Must be they're going to throw a two-game suspension on him, like just like they did with Ray Rice, who 
beat up a woman, dragged her out of an elevator. Well, you know, boys will be boys. Exactly. He, he's a good running back. And oh, but 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 I don't want that circus around my team. The Redskins used to be in first place of the uh, NFC East. They are now six and seven. Mitch, can you name one player besides Alex Smith who's on the Redskins? Yeah, Josh Norman. Well, besides that, they were the completely Crowder. That um, oh, the Thompson, receiver the Crowder. Thompson, the running back. Anyways, the foster, they, the they used to be the first in the division, and they are so irrelevant as a team right now and as a franchise. They rank 27th in NFL attendance, averaging 60,000 fans per game, and they had half the fans walk out of halftime while they got beat down by the Giants, who have around four wins. There is no, there is no good reason that Colin Kaepernick shouldn't have gotten a shot to play for the Redskins. You can look around and see all the terrible QBs that have played. The Panthers, before the season, had Garrett Gilbert, Taylor Heineke, and Kyle Allen. Those were the three backup options. They have thrown one total pass combined in the NFL ever. The Cowboys, they had Cooper Rush, Mike White, and Dalton Sturm as their three backups going into the season. Those are just two examples of teams with mobile quarterbacks who still need to be a pocket passer, which Kaepernick totally fits, who have guys who don't even... Dude, they don't even, they shouldn't even be NFL players. No, they're getting their money, so I'll respect them. But the fact that the, those six quarterbacks have thrown to, four total NFL passes combined and Kaepernick can lead his team to a Super Bowl and can't get in a roster is blasphemous. That is terrible. Colin Kaepernick, look, you don't, don't even pretend like he's not getting blackballed. Don't even bring that up. If you bring up Colin Kaepernick's numbers as to why he can't even get a backup job in the NFL, you're fooling yourself. You're lying to yourself. This is not this this has nothing to do with football. This has to do with this crappy cons- conservative conservative argument that he's quote unquote disrespecting the troops or someone showing his hate on the flag. This is terrible. This is one of the many reasons why the NFL, while it's so popular, so it's a popular sport in America, this is why it'll never. It, it, the NFL reputation has been ruined with CTE, and now with this drama, it and is no terrible. defense either. And no defense, no just defense. like Mitch said. And I, I frankly, I won't stand for it. Well, we're still gonna watch it next. Ah, time. but get it? I said I won't stand for it. Ah, that's good. Ah. Speaking of no other players I can name, uh, Adrian Peterson. But he beat his son with a stick, so yeah, know, and they, they still have employed him. But. They have a lot of guys who hit other human beings. And a racist name. Yeah, the Redskins. Is Snyder that owner? He gave four million to Trump. I'm not shocked he's on the Redskins. That man's an idiot. He is an idiot. But then again, we're here to talk about sports, and I'll probably be still watching the Broncos every single Sunday. Yeah, we're next like 20 years. We won't stand for it, but we're going to watch it next week anyway. Hey, we're all rant on it on my podcast, which are all 10 faithful. Uh, we're going to watch it, but we're not going to like it. Yeah, Just exactly. Just lack of talented <laughs> and wife beaters and Kaepernick not getting a job. We're sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps up the podcast. We had a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, hey, you brought your fastball on that yeah, one. Yeah, we so did. We some had some good rants. Uh, we're reaching hour logs. we got to wrap this up. But yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we're going on Christmas break. We, hey, Mitch and I both survived the first semester of college. So go us. Yeah. Go so us. We'll, we'll try and still get out our uh, weekly podcast over Christmas break. We'll get that out for you. Uh, if not, we'll definitely update you on the Twitter, which you should follow. I keep telling it. No one follows. That's fine. Uh, but thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Uh, have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful time.